0: I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Cranstand.
1: Cheers. Cheers!
0: Yay! Yay! So, so, if you have perceptive ears, you may have picked up on the fact that that was a fake-ass clink. <laughs> because, guess what? Lita and I aren't in the same room for the very first time on the pod.
1: Very first time.
0: Yeah, we are doing remote podcasting. Which mm-hmm. has always been technically possible, but uh, you know, pointless given that we live a couple blocks apart, from and a half
1: away from each other. Yeah, yeah. like a like
0: a twenty five minute walk. Probably how many how many minutes? Like, because you? you walk usually here.
1: Um, it's pretty speedy. I probably get there between twenty and twenty five minutes. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's a short walk. Um, but given the worldwide quarantine worldwide that we're under. Not a thing. So we're shifting gears. We're doing remote podcasting as if this were a podcast a la Call Your Girlfriend or like any of the other ones that do it remotely. Look, technology makes everything possible. It does. But here we are. Here we are.
1: And shout out to Jason, who brought me his extra mic to make this possible. So thank you, Jason.
0: Thank you, Jason, for giving Lita Safe a USB day. microphone. Because I don't mm-hmm. have one. I only have this like mixer and I can't afford a second mixer. So really he saved me a hundred bucks,
1: basically. Yeah, no, he 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 came he came in when we needed him. So I just I felt like he really needed to be acknowledged in this moment. Yeah. And Friend of the pod, the Jason. Friend of the pod. Yes, fuck yes. Yes.
0: Um also vodka crayon
1: stand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lita, what are you drinking today? Today, I am drinking a vodka cranberry. Why why am I drinking a vodka cranberry, Anne?
0: Well, you're drinking a vodka cranberry because this is a special edition episode of the podcast Mm -hmm. Vodka Cranberry Stand, um, because we're doing a little, we're doing things a little bit differently today. We're not just recording in separate locations. We're talking about stuff that normally you would not hear about on this podcast.
1: We actually have a podcast episode title that says, Don't Come Here for the Sports Content. (laughs) I forgot (laughs) about that. I actually forget about that. So that just adds a fun layer.
0: So you can actually come to this episode for the sports content because that's what we're talking about. That is what we're talking about today.
1: And what is on your mind in the world of sports?
0: I just want to share my thoughts and feelings about the National Basketball Association.
1: Fantastic. Specifically,
0: the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, because growing up, I didn't have a lot of exposure to basketball. I was like, never a tall kid. Mm-hmm. Um never that good at basketball sure. i like made one basket my entire elementary school <laughs> career <laughs> and decided like this isn't for me it, it would just be a world of disappointment i'm gonna stick to softball where you mm-hmm. sit down half the game yeah and then just like stand in place the other half because uh, i was that i was outfielder so that's really where my my sports interests uh lay lie i don't know, care nothing matters nothing matters um yeah, for the long time. So I, I know all the ins and outs of baseball, but ultimately I couldn't really get too excited about any one mm-hmm. Major League Baseball team because Portland doesn't have one uh, no, okay. right, right now. And there's a whole movement to get one, but like, I don't know what the future holds. Um, And so I was like, well, look, I don't really have any kind of feelings about the Mariners. I'm not really too enthused about Mm. the Giants or the Angels. Like, I just can't get that spark. I really wish, I just want to root for a hometown team. But guess what? Portland has the Trailblazers. And so all I really needed to do was pivot to basketball (laughs) in order to root for a hometown team. And look, I've been meaning to do it for years. It's literally been a New Year's resolution of mine. Get into basketball.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: this year I finally did it. Um, and I think it was a good year because it's the Blazers, like, 50th anniversary of, like, being a team. And um, I just think it's, like, a really fun team to root for because um, they're kind of underdogs. Um, Blazers mm-hmm. haven't won a national championship since 1977. Oh, wow. Um, So we're just like, we're like waiting for it to happen, you know? And so I'm, like, I wanted to, like, board on a year where they, like, you know, like, if they did really well, then great. But I didn't want to, like, start rooting for them while they were in the playoffs, which is why sure. I held off, like, last year. Um, So this year, Ansel Blazers fan. It, because what really helps with that is every, like, basketball fan I know is, like, somebody I want to be friends with. And they seem really cool and, like, fun to talk to. And – Another reason I was like, oh man, I really got to get into basketball is their season is during the winter when historically I have been very like mopey and antisocial and like not wanting to leave my apartment. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, if there's a basketball game one or two times a week, look, that gets me out. That gets me maybe in a bar, maybe with company. We order some hot wings, get a Mm -hmm. beer, look at the game, enjoy ourselves. So this is a really good fit for me (laughs) because it's fun. The timing is right. Um, The team is great, Um, and there's memes, which is really what draws me to any one thing. Is like if there's memes about it, then I'm excited about it. I'll tell you.
1: What are some of these memes,
0: Lita? I'm so glad you asked because I've been really thinking like, what what are some of the standout memes? That that for me, when it comes to basketball, and I think there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of like classic reactions. Mm -hmm. Like there's the um, there's the James Harden eye roll, you know, if you don't know who James Harden is, like, don't worry about it. But if you've seen a gif of a basketball player, like, look at the camera and then do like Mm -hmm. the most dramatic eye roll and walk (laughs) away. That's James Harden. (laughs) And, and it's just one of my favorite reaction gifs. Um and and so that's tops. Mm. Um, gosh, what else is there? I actually have polled a couple of my coworkers, um, and my boyfriend about what what they believe are some of the best basketball memes because I didn't want to just be speaking for myself. Like I wanted to get like, what's the feel around it? Um, so crying Michael Jordan is out there, just sort of like Ooh. you've probably seen that around posted. Um, and really one thing that I think is, gets special shout out because it is local to Portland is a while back, um, this player called Rasheed Wallace for the Portland Trailblazers was getting interviewed after a game and he was just like fed up, didn't want to be interviewed, was not into it. So every single question that got asked of him, the entire like, you know, like press meetup was, he just answered both teams played hard. (laughs) So there's just like this minute, (laughs) minute long video of him just being like, you know, both teams play hard. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams play hard. And just like the fuck it energy mm-hmm. is so good. So I think I wanna I wanna start, you know, throwing that out there when I when I really feel just like I'm done with this. Just be like, well, both teams play hard. So that's, yeah, that's pretty good. And so if you like memes, basketball is your thing. Um, other things that I always have on my mind, there's this really great image of three basketball players and Gabrielle Union from 10 Things I Hate About You.
1: <laughs> it's a very specific.
0: Um, I know, but well, she's married to um, Dwayne Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's also a basketball player and he's on um, uh, this banana boat with Chris Paul. Um, actually, let me get my facts straight. Okay. i I'd looked i I'd looked this up so that i would have it in front of me as a novice uh basketball fan i don't want to get it wrong
1: oh sure i'm blatantly gonna get things wrong about formula one and i'm just embracing it <laughs> don't come here for the sports content
0: don't come here for the sports content we gave it a shot
1: and it oh, no, no okay okay revision
0: don't come here for accurate <laughs> <sports content. laughs> just bullshit okay And this other thing I really like, you know, about basketball fandom in general and the memes that get spread around on Reddit and wherever, is there's this really fun image. It's called the Banana Boat Team. And you may, I don't know if you've heard of this. I I hadn't heard of of this before, like, earlier this year. um, Because I heard this as Carmelo Anthony got signed to the Trailblazers which was like a surprise to me because I had known Carmelo Anthony from the Frank Ocean song. Mm. Um, He's like need a ring. Like Carmelo is one of the lyrics. And I was like, what does that mean? So I looked up (laughs) genius.com. What does it mean? Um, So basically Carmelo Anthony is a basketball player um, who has never won championships. So he doesn't have any Mm. championship rings, Um, but he's like, been around. He's been played on a lot of teams. I believe on the Knicks, okay, um, and recently signed to the Blazers, which is great because we don't have a lot of like big name players. Um, like we have.
1: Oh my I was actually going to ask, closet. like, who is the biggest Portland Trailblazer? Because one of them donated a jersey to Bradley Engle that we did a giveaway. Four, but I don't remember who it was now.
0: Yeah, the biggest Portland Trailblazers are right now, or maybe like prior to when Carmelo Anthony joined the team. Um, and with well-deserved is Damian Lillard. Yeah, that um, one. So he don't need to number be. zero, which is confusing because Carmelo Anthony is double zero. Oh, that so that's technically the same number. The same in math. I know, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess that's Good math. <laughs> Um but anyway, no Damian Lillard and because honestly he is a phenomenal basketball player. Um I actually don't have a good read on how well known he is outside of Portland because he's mm. just like Portland is obsessed with him. Yeah. But there's this whole thing of like he's just so good at like making points and being a star player and being a good like team player. And so last year at the end he made this super amazing shot um and just like <sighs> And it was, like, a buzzer beater, and, you know, and he was just, like, getting, like, pats on the head and, like, shoved around, and there's great GIFs of him just, like, celebrating and looking right at the camera being like, yep, I made it. And so, in Portland, it's, like, you'll point at your wrist as if you're tapping your watch, and you'll be like, Dame time!
1: Mm -hmm. And I had the
0: the very nice pleasure of um, going to a Blazers game late last year, and, um, Seeing him make, like, a record, like, a career number of points in the same game. Like, he That's made half cool. of all of point the points that the whole team scored wow. in one evening against. Oh, I forget who they're playing against. But it was very exciting to watch. So, basketball. It's exciting. You literally have to make a point or, like, some other kind of move every 20 seconds. So, it's a very fast-moving game. But, circling back, banana boat team um, consists of the people who are pictured – on vacation together, uh, literally riding a boat shaped like a banana, mm-hmm. like it's a inter- it's like an inter- it's like you know one of those like avocados or pizzas that mm-hmm. you blow up yeah. <laughs> and like like float around the pool and like it's like boat that boat but in. it's a banana. Oh. Um, it's Gabrielle Union, who you may know from Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, can you ever just be Whelmed? Is her iconic line. <laughs> from that movie. I love her. She's actually a super good person. Okay. And she's married to Dwayne Wade, who's also of course on the Banana Boat, and their other folks are LeBron James, uh, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris Paul. So that's the Banana Boat Squad. And like, it's just like a fun image, and there's like like, fan art, so you know, like that's like my thing. There's like people will sketch them, like together, and it just looks like everyone's having a nice time. And you know how I love when everyone's having a nice time.
1: I do. So, those are
0: the things I'm excited about when it comes to basketball. Um, I really want to give the NBA props to calling the season when the Blazers were still in the top 8. Technically, we're in championship <laughs> position <laughs> whenever whenever the 2020 season resumes. Who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's no way to know at this point.
0: Yeah. But yeah, you know, I I think I made a really good decision to get into basketball at the start of winter and that's paid off a lot
1: i think that's a really good strategy because especially in the pacific northwest seasonal affective disorder you know it's very gray it's very gloomy Mm -hmm. and i think anything you can do to mitigate those effects like i applaud you well done
0: yeah it's like my therapist says like give yourself something to look forward to every day Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: it's so healthy so lita yes What's on your mind, (laughs) sports-wise? All right. So as you may have inferred, um, I'm not a big sports person. I'm not a sports person at all. Actually, the one time I got into sports was when I was living in Eugene. And that year that I moved to Eugene, they happened to go to the Rose Rose Bowl. um, Mm -hmm. And that year, Marcus Mariota won Heisman. And it was like a very, very big deal. And I'm not like a bandwagon person, but my family, oh my God. My Persian family members are so into sports. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's cultural. I don't know if it's just them, but like members of my family cry when the Ducks lose.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, I see it. Do you remember as Marcus Mariota from Beaverton?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm actually gonna I'm from Hawaii, right?
0: I feel like, but there was like somebody that went to middle school. No, he didn't go. He didn't go with my sister. But somebody went who went to middle school with my sister was like a star on the Ducks. Oh, um, interesting. But now I'm completely blanking on their name. So, and but it wasn't Marcus Mariota. But anyway,
1: please continue. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So again, my sports knowledge is very limited. But I will say, a friend of mine from high school, we did robotics together. We go to the beach a couple times a year. His family owns a house in Manzanita. And he's really, really into Formula One. Oh my God. And I didn't even know what Formula One was prior mm-hmm. to him telling me about it because in the US, it's all about NASCAR. Like- yeah,
0: I actually, that's what that was me my question is what's the difference between Formula One and NASCAR?
1: I mean, I don't know that much about NASCAR, but Formula One is international. Mm -hmm. They have races all around the world. Um, I've watched several episodes of the Netflix docuseries Drive to Survive.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And they've covered races in Australia, in Monaco, in LA, in just like all over the world. Um, But for some reason, like Formula One is just not a big thing in the U.S., and I guess now that I'm thinking about it, like I don't think any of the prominent drivers are from the US. Um, probably because, you know, they're funneled into NASCAR instead of F one.
0: Yeah, or like if you wanted to be big in Formula One, you would leave the US, move somewhere else and get big there.
1: That's entirely possible. But they're all like for the most part, they're all European. Uh-huh. Has been kind of my Understanding, but a little bit about this docuseries. series. Like he showed it to me because it came out like really um, soon uh, before we had a beach trip, and I was like, okay, like I'm I'm open to most things. I'll watch something and see if I like it, and it is enthralling. And he correctly predicted that I would love it because as much as it is about racing, it's about interpersonal drama. Uh huh. There's. I mean, so... look. <laughs>
0: The the drama again, I think we're finding a common ground here. That's why I'm very excited to be into the NBA now because it's really a big part of it. I love yeah. that that's part of Formula One too.
1: It's I I was thinking about it in the shower this morning, actually, and I was like, Formula One is a fandom. Like not in the way really that everything can be a yeah. fandom, but yeah. like it's because there are ten teams.
0: Uh-huh. Wow, well, really only ten.
1: There are ten. There are wow. two teams and each team has two like official drivers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even though those drivers are on the same team, they are technically competing against each other as well. Yeah. And drivers get traded all the time. Oh shit. And so it is bananas. I started watching the second season today and um, there's just like so much just like switching and swapping that happens. And like, this person was on the Renault team and now they're on the McLaren team. Wow. And this person got kicked off the Renault team because of that other guy. And so he went to, you know, it's just like, and someone left Red Bull and they went to, you know, whoever. Um, and Um I love just, when
0: sports are a soap opera.
1: I know, it's so true. Dr- he was so right he was like that's why you're gonna like it and he just could not have been more right because there's so many layers there's like the drama between the players the drama between the teams the drama um with the different like resources that the teams have like some of them like Mercedes Ferrari like they have yeah unlimited they're like they're like the
0: Yankees or like the fucking I don't know Gold State Warriors mm-hmm. of um of Formula One
1: exactly, and then there are teams on the other hand who are literally sponsored by a person, and obviously that person's like really fucking rich. Yeah, but, like it's not the same thing. So okay. you have these like underdog teams, and the way this stocky series works, and I highly recommend it. I think it's really well done. Is each episode... so it was
0: on Netflix or Hulu or where it's on Netflix? Okay,
1: what's it called? And Drive to Survive. I'm gonna watch it literally
0: right after this
1: amazing you have to tell me what you think but um the way the series is structured is each episode kind of focuses on a different team and because everything is so interrelated like you see the same people coming up over and over again again there aren't that many drivers when there are only 10 teams but you get like a really interesting look into the team dynamics Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: obviously it's like a very male dominated sport and yeah. that's why at the end, I'm going to come to my ranking of which ones I think are the most attractive. Oh, and I've I forgot to do that, that for NBA. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We'll have to do that. Well, that'll be our wrap up segment.
1: I love it. <laughs> and my friend actually specifically asked me to do that. He was like, I'm curious what you think. So I started the list. Um, whenever we watched it earlier in 2019, and I have been revising it based on this now um, watch of the second season. But oh my gosh, what else is there to say about Formula One? So much drama, so much intrigue. The cars are insane. Like, the mechanics, and like, excuse the word mechanics, but like, so. Because these races are really long, they're like doing loops over and over and over again for like a very long period of time. They make pit stops where, you know, they like replace the wheels or, you know, do whatever. And the average pit stop is two seconds. Whoa, what? Two two, ha- seconds. What would you
0: even do in two seconds? Because
1: you have like 12 people there and it's like such a well-oiled machine. Like Formula One is so well-resourced. It's... And it's, it's so funny, too, to be from the U.S. because you know nothing about it. Yeah. Like, it's an international phenomenon.
0: I, so, that like, 12 people are doing one task in two seconds,
1: basically. Well, I mean, they're all addressing, like, different parts of the car. Um, but, yeah, you have, like, literally a car is just, like, surrounded by people. And everyone has their own thing that they're doing. Because I watched an episode where something went wrong with one of the cars. And they had a pit stop that was a minute. And they were like, "That's years in Formula One time. That's years. Oh my god! Like that's how much it can set you back. Like they're talking about like milliseconds.
0: Is that like that also how how the cars are engineered? They're like they're engineered because they're not, they're not like NASCAR cars because NASCAR cars are like chunky. And no, the
1: I'm no, imagining they're them like, like
0: they're very sleek.
1: They they're kind of hard to describe. Like you should look up a picture of a Formula One car because I don't really I, have. I'm a literally doing thing. that right now." Okay, perfect. Um, But there are only so many manufacturers. I think there are only actually four manufacturers that make cars. And like, as yeah, it's like it's like a very high
0: tech go kart.
1: Yeah. Yes, it is. They they go very very fast. But um, as important as the drivers are, like the cars are just as if not more important because obviously all the drivers are really impressive and capable and talented Um, but there was a really dramatic episode where one of the cars and I can't remember whether it was for Renault or McLaren or actually it could have been Haas too but one team had a car that was just like really underperforming and I don't know how much they cost but I imagine they cost a ton of money so at what point you have to say you know this the car is the issue and we're not going to get through the season with this car Um, because the way Formula One works is there are all these Grand Prixs, um, and I can't remember exactly how many there are, but there's an interesting point system where the first finisher gets 25 points, the second finisher gets 18, the third finisher gets 15, and it um, diminishes from there, and only the top 10 finishers get points. And then throughout this series of Grand Prixs, you eventually end up with a world champion um, and right now the most accomplished racer is Lewis Hamilton I'm pretty sure he's from the UK he's very cute he's number one on my list you should look him up mm-hmm. and we'll talk about him later but um, I feel
0: like if I search the term Lewis Hamilton I'm gonna get so many people though I have to do no. Lewis Hamilton
1: Formula One. No, I bet he's the first one. Just just search Lewis Hamilton and see if he's the first okay. one because I bet he Lewis, will be. Is it L-O-U-I-S? No, it's Lewis L E W I S.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, no, he is the first. Oh, that's how famous he is. And he has a very like, you know, straightforward name, but he's still the top search result.
1: Formula One tough. is so huge, we just have no conception of it. And he's won, like, five or six world champions. He's thought of as, like, the best driver in Formula One now and one of the best drivers in Formula One ever. Is he like
0: the Michael Phelps of Formula
1: One? He's probably like the Michael Phelps of Formula One. Um, And there's also really interesting, like, age dynamics. Like, I looked up some of the ages, and he's 35. But one of the most um, famous drivers... Is called. My God. Lena, what's his name? Her, his last name is Verstappen. But is his first name. Is it Max Verstappen? What's his first name? Max Verstappen. Yeah, he's Belgian. And he's 22. He was born in 1997. Oh. And he's one of the biggest drivers in F1. Um, And he drives for red bull so i think the best funded and like most prominent teams i think are ferrari mercedes and red bull
0: did you see ford versus ferrari
1: i haven't seen it yet i literally made plans to see it my friend (laughs) had a reaction to cbd which i don't know that that's a thing but you know whatever um and so we had to cancel the science
0: is out there yeah
1: to see Ford versus Ferrari, and then the fucking coronavirus happened, and so I haven't been in a movie theater, but maybe I should just rent it, because I feel like I would love it, because now I'm really invested in F1.
0: Yeah, we should watch that together.
1: Like, together together, or, like, together but apart?
0: I mean, like, together but apart. Like, (laughs) you rent it, and I rent it, and this is how all of the streaming properties that only do rentals are, like, doubling their profits. You rent it, and I rent it and then we text each other
1: okay live text i love it i'm super here yeah. for that and it, it kind of makes sense to me now too like i love the fast and furious movies so <laughs> even with f1 was like not a stretch it's just yeah and pretty-
0: i love space jam so
1: we'll <laughs> 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 i love that comparison that's phenomenal <laughs>
0: I mean I'll say I'll say I like I I like remembered Space Jam, but then I rewatched it recently and I was like, this holds up. I'm enjoying this.
1: Good. Also I'm
0: stoned.
1: Oh, yeah. That's Perfect stoner
0: movie. I it's you know, it's very fun. Sure.
1: Okay, so with your like limited knowledge around Formula One, do you have any questions? And maybe I will have answers. I don't know.
0: Where are like most of the drivers from, like nationality wise? Okay,
1: that's a really interesting question. And I'm thinking of some of the most prominent ones and just the ones that I've seen featured in the episodes. Like Lewis Hamilton, I'm pretty sure, is from the UK. Daniel Ricciardo is from Australia. Max Verstappen is from Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, who are some of the other prominent? They're like. It skews European. It won't yeah, I mean, yeah, skews European, um, and it's I think thought to be like a primarily European sport, but it's like gained such such national traction, or sorry, not in, international traction. Yeah, like
0: the way I think about it, it's like it's like it's kind of like in the same like class level as like tennis is, you know.
1: I can see that.
0: Like, there's like a there's like a Wimbledon, and you know, but like. It, it feels very, like, high class, but at the same time, like, you're still swe- sweating, you're still working, and it's still hard.
1: Yeah. And I can't remember how many Grand Prix there are, but I think in the Wikipedia article it said 11 of them are not in Europe. Yeah. So that goes to show that the appeal is much larger in scope um, than, obviously, just Europe. But... Um, another one of the drivers is from Spain, mm-hmm. so yeah, I would say it skews European for sure. That's cool.
0: I did. I like, I always did really like like the racing video games, like at mm-hmm. the arcade. So I'm gonna watch this documentary and like maybe you'll have a new Formula One fan on your hands.
1: Oh my gosh! I mean, and then we
0: can like talk <laughs> Formula One together, and then we can look up Formula One tags on AO three. <laughs>
1: I have read some of the AO3 fix aloud, <laughs> to my friend.
0: Oh, my God. I, I <gasps> Look, I am just going to – there's definitely – in my assumptions right now, there's definitely an BA fic, but I haven't read it, and I haven't, I haven't really
1: monitored the ships. BA AO3. We're learning right now live on the pod. Men's basketball RPF. Here we go. Here we I go. I think – I
0: read – Based on my conversations with the basketball fans that I've become friends with, Mm -hmm. I bet there's, like, Nurkic and Jokic fic, because they're both Eastern European, Mm. and they're supposed to, like, have this rivalry, but, like, if you actually see videos of them together, they seem like they're cool, like, friends. Okay. And so I think that there might be RPF about Jokic and Nurkic.
1: Okay. I'm not seeing them, but I will say there are 402 fix in men's basketball <laughs> RPF and the top two pairings are Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson okay. and Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and I think that's part of F1 too in the, fandom piece of it because you know most of the I mean not all of them are attractive but again they're such like interesting interpersonal and professional dynamics and a lot of these men have you know pretty considerable egos yeah and and there's
0: more to attraction than just like face like oh absolutely there's energy there's like attitude so all of that plays into you know different, <laughs> different elements you might draw into your fan
1: base. Oh, absolutely. And I think because there's all this like narrative aspect to F1, I think it makes it especially compelling for, because the world of basketball, like there's so many fucking basketball players because there's so many teams, right? But Formula One is so much more bounded than that. So mm-hmm. you really have these Characters, there are only so many of them, and then you even have like the more prominent ones versus the less prominent ones. So my list only goes one through ten in terms of attractiveness because (laughs) some of them just like didn't matter as much. You're just like, Eh. well, so like let's
0: let's break it down though. Like, because who are your top three? Because like really, like I'm sticking to the trailblazers on my attractiveness list Uh because the the whole NBA is too broad, and so I just want to stick to trailblazers. That makes sense. Um, so, who are your like top three? Oh my god!
1: Okay, um, so part of the thing is my original list I made during um during the first season. So I said number one is Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Number two is Daniel Ricardo. He's from Australia. And then I he- mean,
0: Australia though.
1: What do you mean, Australia? Though,
0: I'm saying like Australia as a nation has a very hot reputation. Like people from oh, Australia are absolutely. hot.
1: absolutely! There's so many people on the CW from Australia.
0: Yeah, Maggie and I have been on a real Tony Colette kick with our with Ooh, our viewing hi. options, and she's a beautiful Australian act- actress. And you know, like normally Americans don't get to see Tony Colette speak in. Her like Australian accent. accent, but we watched Muriel's wedding the other day, and I was smitten. What Ooh. a babe! What a babe! Anyway, please continue. Australia. I
1: will. I will continue. Daniel so Dan Ricardo. Ricardo and Daniel Ricardo was the source of. It also so happens, and like I don't think this is a coincidence that you know the more attractive ones are also the most like compelling in terms of their stories. Like Daniel Ricardo was the one who left Red Bull to go to Renault, and that was, oh my god. like, a really drama. bananas thing that happened, and Lewis Hamilton is with, um, oh my god, who is Lewis Hamilton with? Oh, he's with Mercedes, okay. um, and Daniel Ricciardo is, like, this, you know, fucking hot shot and, like, like, knows he's sexy, and that's, <laughs> like, not ideal, yeah. you know, like, he- but that's the thing, too, is, like, these men are so, so egotistical, because you kind of have to be, I think, in this. Yeah, I
0: feel like I'm looking topic. at pictures of Daniel Ricardo and he's giving me, like, Elite energy. Right? Yes. <laughs> like European smolder, like, tall, dark, and handsome. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. All that good shit. Exactly. And then I also think Carlos Sanz is... Um, Uh, a decent decent looking fellow 25 how
0: would you spell that last name
1: s-a-i-n-z he's (laughs) Spanish I
0: literally searched Carlo and it's the top result one is so much bigger than I had ever imagined
1: huge I know I had the exact same revelation and his story was a little dramatic because he got kicked off, if I remember correctly, from Renault's team for Daniel Ricardo and he left for McLaren, or like McLaren took him on. Like it's just like the intrigue, the drama, the you know, it's just like it's so compelling. I'm so into it.
0: I feel like like why do I keep thinking of like fencing as like the Olympic parallel to Formula One? Like I feel like there's a lot of like etiquette, you know, I and like
1: see that. It's like the frat version of fencing.
0: <laughs> it's frat fencing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Honestly, I love that.
1: Oh my God. Um, and then obviously some of them are like not very attractive or just like not very notable um, because, you know, they're the reliable teams and the reliable drivers. Like I said, Lewis Hamilton has been the world champ for like five or six years. Um mm-hmm. And then they also have to balance egos and dynamics in that sense, too, because if you have like, you're probably almost always going to have a driver that's better than the other on your team. And Uh so there were all of these issues with like, well, who do you put with, you know, X person, knowing that like that person's always going to be better than them. Wow. Yeah. So I, it's like the whole thing is fascinating and so well-funded and they actually, fun fact, F1 committed to going carbon neutral by 2030, which I have no idea how they're going to do that. But that's kind of cool.
0: I guess they have 10 years to figure it out. Good luck.
1: <laughs> because, I mean, they're going all around the world, they're shipping these fucking cars. Yeah. Right?
0: Like, and like, what are they running on? But, Carbon. I
1: mean, I wonder if they're just going to, like, buy a bunch of offsets, which would suck, but, like, also wouldn't be. I mean, if there's
0: enough money in it, if the only carbon we ever use is F1, then, look, fine.
1: You know, I think it brings people a lot of joy, and I have been completely surprised by how compelling I found the whole thing, and I highly recommend the docuseries. I knew nothing about cars or racing, and found myself enthralled and hot people and a lot of swearing. Hot people always helps. Hot people always 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 helps. But um thank yeah. you hot people for your service. <laughs> Especially in these dark times. Thank Look, you hot people. Out.
0: <laughs> keeping the world going.
1: Exactly. Um because- and they-
0: our horniness is all we have left
1: it's true and they like you know the NBA are their season is no longer ongoing because they're still hot but they're still hot and they're still the docuseries and I don't know I just like I've been if you if you know me at all in real life or you know you have come to know me a little bit through this podcast I'm not a sports person I'm not a sports person at <laughs> all. like I can't possibly emphasize that enough but the intrigue but here know. it's like it's so, so hard. Hard. it's like if sports were a soap opera that's like, all that's I want I,
0: that's I, what I love about basketball it's like when there's like a rivalry and two like yeah. former foes or a head-to-head and like a high-pressure game like swoon exactly okay.
1: but it's like that all the time because it's such a small pool
0: yeah wow yeah like what like 20 people you said basically mm-hmm. you're like that's it yeah that's like that's like that's like one and maybe a little bit of like one nba team there's so many people so i i i want to also like call out some hotties
1: yes please and do.
0: They're all going to be focused on the Blazers because loyalty. But yeah, there's like there's many more, many more NBA players. And as a novice, I am still learning most of their names. I want to be very. Con- I'm not an expert. If you want to, if you want to call out to me, people you think I should know in the NBA, please do. But I'm sticking to the Blazers because I have some hotties I want to call out. Um, first, this this is going to be a bit of a controversial pick because Ooh. this player had a horrible injury at the end of last year and he literally snapped his leg in half and (gasps) I know I know I know Lita and he hasn't played at all this year and he was supposed to have his first game back on March 15th Mm
1: -hmm. which was four days after
0: the NBA canceled the rest of the season (laughs) so for like worst luck but also like pretty good fashion, like, sweet hair and, like, overall good energy. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to call out Yusuf Nurkic on the Portland Trail Blazers, aka the Bosnian Beast, because mm-hmm. even though he didn't get to play at all this year, he's still one of the hottest Blazers around, and I'm really glad his leg is all healed, even mm-hmm. though he can't use it to win basketball games right now. Um, he just, like... Just a very wholesome boy, and like loves his, uh, you know, te- like teammates, and is like was there at every game in a really slick suit, supporting them. Um, like he's not quite at like the Gucci suit level that Harry Styles is, but they are mm-hmm. some fashionable suits. So I want to shout out Yusuf Nurkic is my personal favorite for hottest uh, trailblazer in the year twenty
1: twenty. All right.
0: Also, uh, I just want to note the fact that he was born in nineteen ninety four. Eek! So he is in fact younger than both of us. Eek! He's like my my sister's age.
1: Oh my god, Anne! What, what? are we gonna do for your birthday if we're I'll still social distancing? I'll figure it out. Distancing? I, just I had... will figure it out. There's okay. so many.
0: There's so many Aries signs right now, like figuring out their birthday parties that I'm just gonna like, mm-hmm. steal all their best ideas okay. and make it my birthday party. So okay. like, don't I worry
1: think about that it. Concerned.
0: No, when I'll figure it out. It will be, years. it will be fun. It just probably won't okay. involve contact. But being can, in the same room.
1: Fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're still in a birthday pod?
0: <laughs> I know, but thank you, thank you for being concerned.
1: Okay. Because look,
0: okay. like June birthday, July birthday, we're gonna be in the same boat. Yeah. More, more likely sure. than not. Okay, second trailblazer I want to call out for being a major hottie, already mentioned on the pod. Damian Lillard, for, like, sheer skill and charisma, like, clearly, like, the star player of the Blazers right now. Mm -hmm. Dame Time has a Mm -hmm. side gig, like, as a musician. Oh, fuck. You can find Damian Lillard on Spotify. He makes some like beats and raps. Oh I haven't listened to them a lot, but like I love a multi-skilled person. And just like the number of baskets that this gentleman sinks in a single game beyond. And it's the best time too. Like like he always just it's very with dramatic flair and I love it. So, shout out to Damian Lillard. Love him. And third, Portland Trailblazer that I want to give a shout out to is Anthony Simons, who I want to preface this whole thing with, Lita. Yeah. He was born in the year nineteen ninety
1: nine. I know. I hate, it. I hate it. He's a baby. He's a child. Oh God. Okay. Keep going.
0: So, so I'm actually having trouble with math. He's twenty or t- he's twenty one. He's a June birthday. He's turning. Twenty-one
1: in She's June. Turning oh, 21. oh, this. Wait, this baby, and this how baby old have to be to join the NBA? I don't. I think you
0: have to have been in college at least one year. So you like nineteen? Oh, okay. So anyway, this young child, <laughs> <laughs> this twenty-year-old, he's younger than Sean Mendes,
1: isn't Sean Mendes twenty-one?
0: Yeah, I like think he you like know this, or he like turned twenty-one in August. Or, like, will turn 21 this August?
1: He is 21. He'll be turning 22 this year in August. Okay. So,
0: Anthony Simons, younger than Sean Mendes, That's who we were fun. already, like, ee, he's a baby, is a child. Yeah. But he's been playing so well for being, like, sub-21. He's 20 years old. He's, like, making baskets, dunking on people. So fun to watch. So I just want to oh, shout out okay. Anthony Simons. I really, I don't really feel good about like lusting after Anthony, twenty year old, but I do want to hype him up because I'm really glad he's on the Blazers, and I hope he stays on the Blazers because he's so fun, amazing. So that's my top three, uh, Portland Blazers mm-hmm. for the year 2020, where we did, in fact, finish in the top eight so hey, far. Arlo despite some setbacks. I'll just say some setbacks.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. very um delicate. Uh-huh. It's a delicate tactful way to put it. Do you have anything else you would like to say about the NBA or F1 or just anything?
0: No, I just want to say this like podcast made my whole week. Uh we're at we're at 47 minutes, but you to <laughs> podcast this <we kind laughs> time what the fuck such a fun time
1: hopefully you also had fun dear dear listeners you have very little else to do although i did see um a statistic today that podcast downloads have actually gone down
0: well i heard that's because people are commuting but like i listen to podcasts Um, to go to sleep when i shower when i brush my teeth when i do the dishes like anything i don't like doing i listen to So listen to your podcasts on your like daily walk and it's basically the same as video chatting us, except you're not involved in the conversation.
1: But maybe that's actually what you're looking for. You just want to feel like you're around people, but there's yeah. no sure
0: Yeah. And we're not talking about like the news. We're talking about no. <laughs> fun shit that makes we you feel alive.
1: Only talk about fun shit, or we at least try to prioritize. Fun shit.
0: Yeah, like we're not gonna ignore the fact that things are dark. But we're also gonna (laughs) we're also gonna hype up the stuff that makes us feel okay again. And it's all about caring for each other.
1: That's the only way to move forward. Escapism is important. Close the New York Times, close HuffPost, close Twitter. Yeah. Please do that for us, and instead, go watch, you know, the Formula One docuseries, or the new season of Elite, or, you know, whatever. But, like, please take care of yourselves, friends. We're all doing the best we can, and we will still be remote podcasting. In fact, we may have (laughs) more time to record, so maybe we'll release even (laughs) more episodes. Look, yeah, I I have nothing better to do than
0: edit these casts.
1: No, and... You know, Anne and I, this is, like, probably the longest we've ever gone without seeing each other since we reconnected. I mean, and... it actually
0: is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's, you know, hard for us. So this, this really helps a lot. Um, so I, I would vote for more frequent recording.
0: Yeah. Donate to time. your local mutual relief funds. Yes. You know, if you've got stuff to spare, take care of each other, call a friend you haven't talked to in a while. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Look, tweet at us.
1: Had I- vodka
0: yes! lem stand. I know this is vodka cran stand because we're doing shit different, but we didn't register that like you can do hashtag vodka cranstan. <laughs> yeah. You know? Tell us what you thought about the documentary. What's it called, Danlita?
1: Drive to survive.
0: Drive to survive. Tell us which which baskin player you think is a cutie pants, even if they're not all literal I still want
1: to know. We do want to know who you think is the hottest. Yeah. It's just a fact. Okay, so, uh, well.
0: yeah, cheers to my last bottle of wine. How's your vodka
1: cranberry going? I have a couple sips left. My <laughs> first one had almost two shots in it. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, this was also the first time. Well, obviously, it's the first time we're recording a part. Um, this is also the first time really I've ever drunk alone again if you know me I am very reserved in when I drink and I'm very intentional about it so being in my bed more than a little tipsy texting my boyfriend it's just it's very funny the whole thing is very funny (laughs) we're all experiencing
0: new things all the time and it's a lot
1: it is a lot but you know what we're here for you and we're here for each other And all we want to do is help you and us get through this very uncertain and challenging time by remembering the nice things that we still have and still can have.
0: Yes, absolutely. And podcast is one of them. So let us know mm-hmm. what you want to hear at yes. vodka lemonade stand.com. Yes. Uh, email us. Is it at vodka? Lem-stand vodka lem-stand stand
1: at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we also, you know, still have our advice segment, you can submit for advice. I imagine that it would be pretty contextually specific at this point. But you know what we we can roll with it.
0: Look, hey, I'll just say as a, I'll, I can lend my expertise to a long distance or faux long distance relationship having, mm-hmm. I was in one for like five, six you years. Were. So if you're like, I don't know how to romantically connect with my partner that we can't hang out face to face. I got tips. I'll share them.
1: We can just talk let about us know. like starting a new relationship at this time. Oh yeah. Let me tell yeah. you, it's wild. <laughs>
0: So, look, let's rely (laughs) on each other. We love you, our listeners. Yes. Because it's pretty much mostly friends and fam. Correct. And, look, bless bless you all.
1: Bless you all. Stay safe. Stay well. We'll be back soon. I don't know what we'll talk about, but it will be something (laughs) very, very unrelated to a global pandemic. I can assure you that. Yeah.
0: Just a little bit of weekly relief. So,
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Okay. This is normally where I'd, like, give you a knowing glance and we would be, like, ready to go. Ready to cheers.
1: Are you going to cheers again? Yeah. You're strong. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. Let's just say, let's say cheers. Okay. In three, two, one. Cheers.
1: Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.